Almost Famous with John Shea. Featuring local and independent musicians from the South Shore, Boston, and New England. On 95.9 WATD. Welcome to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. Introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England. Brought to you each week by Tiny and Sons Glass. My name is John Shea. You can follow us tonight on Facebook and Instagram at Almost Famous Radio. And subscribe to our podcast at almostfamousradio.com. If you're a local musician with original music you'd like to hear on the radio, get in contact with me. All the information can be found on the Almost Famous page at 959WATD.com. So tonight, we're on the tiny stage with This Bliss. How are you guys doing tonight? Hey. Hello. Hey, welcome. So for those who don't know This Bliss, introduce yourselves. Who do we have in studio? My name is Jess Baja. Zizza. <laughs> Very cool. And how long have you guys been together? Wow, how long have we been together? Um, twenty fourteen, I think, was when we first. I thought you were gonna say twenty four years, <laughs> <laughs> which is weird because I'm only twenty three. Yeah, I know. How do we do that? Uh, yeah, I think it's we started coming together with the initial demos of what would be the first record we ever did. I think in about mid twenty fourteen. But we didn't actually have our, you know, act together as far as like a live band until many years later. <laughs> so I have to ask about the band's name. How did that come to be? I have a running list in my head. And every time I come up with stuff, I look it up on the Internet. And if it doesn't exist, I remember it or I write it down somewhere. So we have a long list of funny song titles and all this <laughs> other stuff. But yeah. when you come up with a good one that nobody's taken before, you have to use it. That's you know? right. So this bliss was like a perfect band name. And it's like uh, nobody was using it. Yeah, it just kind of popped into your head, right? All the loaf-hanging fruit is long gone. <laughs> it's one of those band names where you have to, like, you know, search on Facebook and Instagram, make sure nobody else has taken the uh, exactly. the naming rights. Yeah, exactly. there was, like, somebody in France or something, but they were a DJ, and it was, like, 10 years ago. It was a song. It oh, was there was a song, one song. title. Yeah. It wasn't a band. Yeah, so we were like, oh, this is perfect. And last month in March, you dropped your second album. Talk about that. Yes, we did. So um, we've done some um, other releases prior. We did an EP and then we did a remix version of our debut um, last year. But this is our second, you know, full length uh, coming together with basically the next iteration of who we are as a band, which I think is pretty at least for us, it's very fun because, you know, you do a record and you have a certain kind of vibe, but that's not everything that you are. And for us as musicians, we don't, I don't think we fit into one particular genre all that well. So this was an opportunity with Retroshade to stretch a little bit and enjoy other elements of electronic music that we like. It's a little poppier, a little dancier than previous work, um, just to kind of showcase a different side of us. I was reading um, an interview in Dig Boston. Oh yeah, and I think <laughs> he, yes, and I think yeah, one of the quotes was uh, describing your your early sound as trip hop. Correct. What yeah. is that all about? Explain that. So it started. Well, you have to understand. So Nick has thousands. I'm not exaggerating. Thousands and thousands of beats or you know, instrumentals, if you will, which are the beginning stages of most of our material. And so when we first got together, I was just particularly drawn to that, as he would call it, sort of dubby, 
like down tempo kind of vibe. And so I just happened to start writing music around that. And we just amassed a great collection of songs that came together. And it did sort of feel trip hop, a little bit Portishead inspired, a little bit of that James Bond thing. And it was fun. You know, we went with it. It was cohesive. um, And that was sort of what we were going for. We wanted um, a record that made sense and came together sonically. But like I said, that's just one flavor of what we like to do. Now, you've got the guitar and amp in there, which is typical of of this type of show. But what's not typical is uh, a full-blown synth setup. What else do we have in studio here? All right. So uh, as with most of our bands, I have a Roland SPDX that has some drum samples that I made and some backing stuff that we can play with. Uh, which is much more portable than bringing a drum set and a whole band in our tiny Yaris. But uh, I like to make my own sounds. We use a lot of the stuff on the record that I make at home on various drum machines. That's kind of what we're experimenting with today. Sounds great. Well, let's start off with a song. What are we kicking off the night with? We are going to start with the first single off Retroshade, which is called Friend. All right, let's hear it. We have This Bliss on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. It's all yours. Right. 
This Bliss on the Tiny Stage, 95.9 WATD. Sounding awesome. Nice job. Thank you. Talk about how that song happened. How was that one written? (laughs) Um, So that song was written out of some frustration that I had, um, which I'm sure it's pretty universal for people, right? Um, As I've said in the past, I think we all have those friends that we could probably do without in our lives because it's really more of a toxic relationship that's bringing us down. Um, So that was just my catharsis, you know, to just get those feelings out and just say, hey, you know, this isn't really what I need out of my life, but let's do it in kind of a fun, dancey, up-tempo way that just makes you feel happy. And hopefully if it makes other people feel good about dumping some toxic friends from their lives, then I feel like we've done some good. Now, the album is called Retro Shade. You definitely have a retro vibe to your sound. And like many of those retro songs from the 80s and even into the 90s, you kind of associate some songs with their video. And I think that's the case <laughs> with that song. Like, I, it's hard to, to, to listen to that song without picturing the video. Talk I'm, about that, because that, that's kind of a, a work of art in its own right. I'm glad it made an impression, because it's weird. It's very weird. And... Uh, <laughs> It's sort of... And it made me dig deeper into some of the elements that made that video, and even the elements are creepier than the video itself. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I I definitely was sort of horrified when I was making it, like, this is really uncomfortable. (laughs) But, like, you can't... It's, like, colorful and explosive, and you can't look away from it, so you keep looking at it, and you're like, what are these people doing in this video? (laughs) and, And it's, like, all these weird, like, sorority people, like, pretending they're partying with their buddies, but then it's, like... A cult? This cult. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Stuff. And then you mix it in with the 80s movie Heathers. Right, yes. which is also its own form of like cult mentality, right? So uh, we were just trying to, look, trying to look for a couple elements of like really toxic relationships that we could mash together <laughs> yeah. and come up with a new concept, uh, you know, bring the lyrics somewhere else. I like to do that. Each video usually is part of the story. But... Uh, Heather's is a classic. I can't believe uh, I, I sampled a little bit of it, and then people were like, what movie is that? It's like, you haven't seen Heather's? Like, <laughs> it's one of the penultimate 80s, you know, not post-Brat Pack type movies, right? And it's, like, so dark. You forget how dark it is. Like, everybody dies. You know what I mean? It's like, there's no happy ending. And it's this weird thing about, like, the high school culture of, you know, like clicks, and that's like where people start their sort of cult path, right? Now, did you edit that video yourself? Yep. Very cool. Multi-talented. That's amazing. Yeah, I I like when I get tired of listening to stuff, doing video is sort of the same concepts, but not having to listen anymore. I can blow my eyes out instead of my ears. (laughs) But uh, it's fun to just try to take elements and mash them together and then cut them to tempo. Sometimes I have tons of video that's already made that I don't know what song it goes to yet. Sometimes it's like I need to come up with a concept for this video. Like this song, we were sort of brainstorming about it and uh, Heather's came up and I was like, I'll try to sample a movie like that or Heather's to get some of that kind of high school tension people in clicks interacting with each other in a way that you can see in a video without the dialogue, right? So all the scenes that I borrowed are scenes that are obviously like somebody's being cruel to someone else or whatever power structure stuff is going on, but you don't need the words to know that that's what's happening. You know, and it's like you're also trying to like uh, sample something without stealing their content, so you got to bring it somewhere else. And I'm trying to like allude to that culture without saying like it's a Heather's reference necessarily. 
And then I have just giant folders of random video footage that I find on the internet, like fair use, free use stuff. Yeah. So this girl had made that cult video about like sororities and how it's this giant like mindset screw job where people believe they're a part of this big thing, but it's, I mean, it's a business, you know? And I got to say the, the, the music in the, in the original cult video is, is also as equally as creepy. Oh, it's super weird. Yeah. It's insane. So you went and found the original one? I did. Yeah. <laughs> I had to. <laughs> yeah. Right. And yeah, theirs is a little like darker and weirder. I tried to like, <laughs> I tried to take all the like blowing glitter parts and put them together. <laughs> It's just strange because then there's like all these interviews in the video with these sorority girls and they're like, I just feel like I'm part of it. You know, it's like (laughs) I just found myself and like we're such a team. These are my sisters forever. It's like insane. It really is. (laughs) The insanity. We have this bliss in studio here on the tiny stage. Give the new record a plug again, if you would. Certainly, it's called Retroshade, and it is available on all music streaming platforms, so you can pick your poison, it will be there, you can stream it, you can buy it. We'd love it if you bought it, but you can always just stream it, and we'd love for you to listen. Now, you mentioned um, in the first part tonight that it's more of a traditional pop record than your previous material. Was that the intention from the start, or did it kind of naturally evolve into that? It's a good question. I think... For me, at least, I do think this record is more indicative of who we are as a band. Um, you mean the two of us? Yes, the, the two of us, <laughs> uh, than the first record, just because the first record is very down-tempo all the way through, and I think this one has different elements. Like, we, we do have a ballad, um, but then we have some dancey stuff, and, and then we've got, like, our kind of... There's no Miami on the first record. Yeah, and we, and we love a little Miami, right? So just, I think, kind of just us settling into what we're trying to say. Because I think another piece of any record is we want to try to make it be cohesive. And I wouldn't call this a concept album, but I do like to have a thread or threads throughout. So there's definitely some outer space and astrology themes that sort of weave in and out of... Um, the music and also the visuals. I love it. Well, let's hear another song. What are we listening to next? Uh, we are going to do a song called Light Up. Speaking of Miami, mm-hmm. we'll do a little little teaser of Miami I set for that you. up for you. Thanks for <laughs> taking a swing at it. Well, let's hear it. We have This Bliss on ATD.
Fantastic. This Bliss joining us in studio tonight live on the tiny stage. Talk about that one. How did that one happen? You know, that one happened in our house, actually. Yeah. I was moving and I had a bunch of, like, my synth rig is usually kind of set up so I can just write. But because I had just moved in, it wasn't set up. It was just a pile of synths. So I had, like, a Juno, a Lindrum. And what, the Pro One or something? Like, I had yeah. three things set up, and I was like, I'm just going to make a song with three things. So that's how that started. And that's basically the whole song you hear. We, over, we overdubbed the Cure sort of sad synth later with Danny, a friend of ours that plays saxophone and uh, synth. But, um, yeah, that, that Cure line always surprises me when it comes in. Cause it's <laughs> sort of like this bouncy sort of thing, and then it's like the really serious keyboard part. It's funny. Yeah, but it did. I it chuckle. Just, it just kind of wrote itself in the house. It was like little in the corner of the house, and I, I loved it, and I thought it was so fun. And it's not really my style of writing necessarily to do the some of the melodic lines that I came up with, but it was just one of those things like an idea pops in your head and you just run with it. So oh it yeah, was, and speaking of Ariel. Yeah, and um, actually Ari's voice is uh, on the record. Um, we did, uh, I wanted to have like um, that girl group harmony feeling in it. So you can hear her popping in and out with the light ups and it's just another extra little flavor and it's fun to have her on the record. Fantastic. This Bliss is on the tiny stage tonight. 95.9 WATD, their new album Retro Shade just dropped in March. And we are up against our first break. We have more to chat about, more songs to share as well, right here on 95.9 WATD. Stick around. And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. And welcome back to the tiny stage hour of Almost Famous 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight we're being joined in studio by This Bliss. How are you guys doing? Good. good. Sounds Great. awesome. That's good to hear. Good. <laughs> so awesome. <laughs> For those who don't know you and missed the first part of the show, give another introduction. I'm Jess Baja. Zizza. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. And share with us your website and any social media pages. Uh, of course. So you can find us at thisbliss.net. If we're not this bliss, then we're this bliss music. Um, and that's like our Instagram and our Twitter is This Bliss Music. Awesome. And a couple of albums that are out there. One just dropped last month. Talk about that. 
Certainly. So we just released Retro Shade, um, which is our second all-original full-length. And we're really excited to share it with folks because it's just a different flavor of material than we've done in the past. As I like to say, we're always electronic. But other than that, I think we try to just enjoy the different range of, of music that we like and the inspiration that we have. So um, I think this record's a good indication of that. You know, some pop, some rock, some <laughs> Miami, some ballad. A little death metal. Maybe not so much death metal this time, but you never know. No polkas or anything like that, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. no accordions. <laughs> we'll save the punk record for next time, but yeah. so Awesome. Talk about your musical background. How did you... Get interested in music from the beginning. Nicholas, would you like to start? Oh, yeah. I think the bio on my uh, studio webpage still says, my friend Tim gave me an Ozzy Osbourne cassette when I was, it was for my birthday in like third grade or something. (laughs) And I never looked back. That's a good bio. That's it? It's pretty funny. Yeah. yeah. Speak of the devil. It's a good live record. (laughs) No bats in studio tonight, right? No. No, not this time. She doesn't eat animals, really. <laughs> That's true. I've, I've stopped uh, eating mammals. And Jess, how about your background? That's a good question. Um, so I did a little bit of piano because, you know, my mom told me that I had to learn how to play a musical instrument when I was younger. But I don't think I ever really had a sense of what I wanted to do other than I really liked making up songs. So I sort of took that basic piano background, carried it into guitar, because I said, of course, I want to be a singer-songwriter, and you have to have a guitar for that, right? Plus, it's easier to carry around if you're going to do it Very true. It's it's better than a baby grand. Yeah, exactly. So I just kind of, it was just sort of very loose, and oh, I like making songs, and I think over the years, I'm starting to zero in and figure out what kind of a musician I really want to be, and taking the training and the technique that I really have never had and, and doing it now, I guess kind of a late bloomer. So I take a lot of lessons now. And Well, it's another like super pandemic paradigm. Everyone I know true. that's a, everyone that's a music teacher that we know is just slammed. Like everyone's taking Zoom lessons, right? And it's good because it, it helps the musicians out of work. They can teach and yeah. still, you know, keep on top of their skills. But I think, you know, meeting Nick and... And getting to experience his way of writing and opening up to getting to do this kind of music that we're doing right now for this bliss isn't something I ever planned for, but I think I always wanted to do it, right? It was just one of those things that I almost thought, I can't do that. I don't know. I I think I was very rooted in that folky paradigm, which I love, don't get me wrong. Um, and that this this whole world that we're doing with the electronic stuff was just too far outside of my world. So I think it's been really exciting to just say, of course, I can try that. Why not? And I think bringing all the different influences together is great. You I know? love it. Well, let's hear some more. Let's hear another song. What are we listening to next? Uh, we are going to do a ballad cool. this time. This is the one ballad on the record. Nick is texting in there. <laughs> He's really excited about it. Social media, bro. Exactly. He's live tweeting, actually, is what he's doing. So. All right, we have this list. <laughs> 95.9WATD, it's all yours. In the midst of all my plans, 
Very cool. This Bliss, live on the tiny stage, 95.9 WATD. Talk about how you wrote that one. This is a cool one. So (laughs) we started it with um, a track that Nick had made, I'm going to guess, 15 some odd years ago. What number was this one? It was a 90s one. Oh, it was pre-numbering. Yeah. Yeah, it's real. And uh, so he did it based on, it was like a collection of samples and... I had I had cut this like basic vocal demo, um, and then we had vocoded it, and we were trying to figure out how we were going to do the synth lines for it, and so Nick ended up muting the actual like basic sample track, so it was just the vocal, and we were in the studio um, with Danny, uh, who Nick mentioned previously. Danny's all over this record. And we were working through that line, and it was so cool that we were like, maybe we don't want to put the original sample instrumental back in. And then we ultimately didn't. So we sort of wrote a brand new song around what was his original track. The entire seed ended up going away. Yeah. Which is funny. So we can use that for some of that. It'll be back for the remix. I like it. That's very cool. Let's talk influences. I know you mentioned Ozzy earlier, but who did yeah. you grow up listening to and who are you listening to now? 
Um, so I grew up listening to a lot of sort of classical singer, songwriter, folky, great musicians. I'm a huge fan of people like Carole King, for example. But also, like on the other side of the coin, people like Prince. Because I think that was one of the first records. Because my brother was a lot cooler than me because he's a lot older than me. So when I was a little kid, he would be like, you can't listen to this music you're listening to, this like bubblegum top 40 stuff. And he's like, I'm going to give you good music. So he gave me Purple Rain when I was seven oh, geez. or something, <laughs> you know. And I was like, what is this? This is the greatest thing I've ever heard, you know. And so, then you hear it like when you're like in your 20s and it's like, oh, that's what that song meant. Yeah, exactly. Right. I had no <laughs> idea what it meant, but didn't really care because it was so great. Um, so I would say, you know, I've always loved like probably just really great songwriters. Um, and I've gotten I've tried to really branch out influence wise as I've gotten older just because, you know, People will bring up, you know, bands or whatever that I hadn't really heard of. I, I love music documentaries, so I'll start digging into stuff nice. and being like, oh, I've never heard of all this kind of music. So um, It's like you want to hate the Eagles until you see the documentary, and then you're like, oh, man. I, <laughs> exactly. I kind of love the Eagles, so I'm like one of those Who doesn't? People. <laughs> I don't, pro- Nick, probably. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are going to uh, switch uh, gears a little bit here and do some stuff off of the album. What are we going to listen to next? We are going to listen to a space-themed love song called No Gravity. All right. This Bliss off the album Retro Shade, 95.9 WATD. It's almost famous.
changing things up here a little bit on the tiny stage on 95.9 WATD. We are doing some live and some recorded stuff tonight. That comes off of the latest album from This Bliss, and the album name again is? Retroshade. Awesome. And tell us where it's available. It is available on all streaming music services, digitally, everywhere, so... I hope you can find it. I don't know. You pick your poison, and it should be out there. Very cool. Now, how do you know when a song is ready for the album, for a live performance, just in general? When is it ready to be shared? I, I was going to say, when it's due. I would say, <laughs> if you ask Nick, they're never ready. It's never done. It's never done. Um, so, And I, I feel that a little bit. Because when we work on the record, especially this one, I kept saying to him, I don't want you to feel like it's perfect because I know that that's never going to happen. But can you can you love it? And he was like, "I'll try." <laughs> you know, it's like that's what we go for. You know, you want to love it. But the thing is, you're always, I hope, as an artist, moving and growing. And so even for me, I know I feel because we've actually written our next record already. And so there's that feeling of like, well, we've got to get into that. And what, what would I do differently now? And even though it hasn't really been that much time, you do kind of feel how you've grown and where you might want to change things. So I think you just have to look at every release as that, a moment in that time. So as a songwriter, do you ever go back after a song's been written? Like, I, I could have done things this way? You know, I personally don't micromanage the the songwriting I think probably Nick does I do definitely micromanage the performance so I know for me I I'm a perfectionist and I'll go oh if only we had done like a different type of approach here or I could have sung that better or something like that um but I I I don't know for the songs themselves I kind of I let them be and the fun part about performing if we can ever do that again is that they can continue to grow and evolve past the record in, in the performance space. Yeah. I guess that's the, that's the weird part for me oftentimes is because I'm usually not writing parts that I'm going to record myself playing for the record. Like, that's just not how it works. I tend to make giant swaths of music, and then, you know, maybe it's like a four-minute chunk that I got captured off of all these instruments and then uh, maybe just cut it down to a form, like there's two choruses, it doesn't need that, and just like cut that bridge in half or whatever it's going to be. And then that's the demo, that's the song form. Sometimes people like Jess want to make a song out of it, and the form doesn't change at all. Mm-hmm. And other times it's like rearranged, but I'm not, they're never done. I mean, it's like, it's a thing, it's a moment in time. If it fits now and we use it for something, that's great. I never know what I'm going to play. Like I went, you know, we went and practiced yesterday, I, I put all the stuff I thought I wanted to try in the sampler, and I was like, okay, here we go. Very it's cool. A, it's a set. This is what I do. <laughs> I love it. Speaking of sets, let's do another song off the album. What are we going to listen to next? We are going to do um, sort of the title track of the record. It's called Everything Is, and then in parentheses, Retro Shade. Um, it's a little bit of our take on a R&B meets electro type Wait. groove. Love it. Let's hear it. More or retro? (laughs) More. Yeah. I hear it. This Bliss, 95.9 WATD on the tiny stage.
The title track off of the This Bliss album, Retro Shade 95.9 WATD, a song off the album, not live in that particular case. But we have the band in studio tonight with all the instruments. How are you guys doing? Good. And Great. talk about that song. Great. That, how, how did that one happen? How did that one happen? Oh, so this is one of the, Nick's funny, he, he calls it one of his dirge. Yeah, um, it was like a, <laughs> a Debbie dirge kind of thing. So... Several of the songs from the first record, and then this is like the most of those of that ilk from this record, uh, were from a time period where I was pretty much only listening to like crazy British post rap albums. Cool. Lots of like crazy dub sounds and just noise and like burial and bands like that that would just sample refrigerator noise and make a song out of it, like whatever <laughs> people were doing. So. Uh, that song was mostly just like a crazy drum part, right? And then you kind of built a song in there. Yeah. And um, I don't know, it has this sort of like serious low tempo kind of thing, but it's yeah, it was interesting. It, it's kind of a nice juxtaposition because uh, this is one of the songs that um, our friend Tom Maroon came in. He was in town, and so we just went into the studio together. We had the the demo written and we just said hey do you want to come in and play so he just came in and did like cool from pennsylvania sort of r&b style guitars and then we're like okay that's great now go over and, and play some bass and then we had him play it was just it was the pro one and the arp i assume right yeah, yeah so the lead and the bass sound on that song are the arp and the pro one together arp 2600 and the sequential pro one yeah which is like my favorite bass rig. Nice. Outside of a mini Moog, of course, but you just don't need a mini Moog all the time, you know? That's This Bliss in studio tonight, and we are up against our final break of the night. We have one more song to share, which I think we're going to do live, and a little more to talk about as well. Stick around. 95.9 WATD. It's almost famous. 
And now, back to Almost Famous on 95.9 WATD. For the final time this evening, welcome back to the Tiny Stage Hour of Almost Famous 95.9 WATD, introducing you to independent bands and musicians from across New England, brought to you by Tiny and Sons Glass. I'm John Shea. Tonight, we're in studio on the Tiny Stage with This Bliss. How's it going in there? Awesome. Great. Love it. <laughs> I love the energy. It, yeah. Introduce yourselves again. Uh, I'm Jess Baja. Zizza. And how do you spell that? Z-I-Z-Z-A. <laughs> awesome. And how about your website and social media pages? Uh, our website is thisbliss.net. Uh, and then you can also find us, This Bliss, on Facebook. And then the rest of the social medias that we have, Twitter and Instagram and whatnot, it's This Bliss Music. TikTok yet? We are on TikTok, yes. Actually, we are. Whatever they do there. Basically, <laughs> all I do is um, videos of our animals uh, and send them to music because that's really, the internet just wants Sea cats. shanties? You know. <laughs> no, she's sea shanties yet. Wow, that's a <laughs> If we write them, we can use them again. Yeah. But, you know, the internet loves cats. Absolutely. That's what we do. We give back. (laughs) And the new album is out uh, as of last month. Talk about that. Yes, it is. It's called Retro Shade. It's our uh, second all-original full length. We did remix our debut last year as well, but this is all brand new material. Awesome. And we have time for one more song before we wrap things up. What are we going up to the top of the hour with? We're going to do the second single of the new record. It's called Give Me More. All right. This Bliss, thank you again. Get home safely, guys, and we'll talk to you soon. I don't need branding 